coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about part 17 of 30 in this 30-part series on my book, Who's Buying You? Until you sell yourself, you won't sell much. Chapter 17 is titled, Integrity Sales. Integrity Sales. If you want to sell yourself, you got to have a lot of integrity. Unless you want to manipulate people. Then you don't have to have any integrity. But if you want to motivate people, meaning there's mutual benefit, you're going to win, they're going to win, you got to have a high degree of integrity. So the subtitle of this chapter is Make and Keep Commitments. It's easy to make commitments. A lot of people do that, but only people with integrity keep commitments. So as we talk about this this content in this chapter, again, this content's focused on how to help people who are professional salespeople make more sales if they want to sell with character, if they want to have a high degree of integrity. Some, some sales folks, they don't care about that. Some people who are not sales folks don't care about that. But the lessons in here apply to everyone, like I always mention in these episodes. What I don't want to do is turn people off because I'm talking about a sales book. Everybody is selling themselves, and that's the key. That's what this book is. It ain't about selling products. It's about selling yourself. If you want to get a job, guess what you got to sell? Yourself. If you want to get a promotion, you got to sell yourself. If you want to get some new business, you got to sell yourself. You want to increase your influence in any situation, anywhere, you got to sell yourself. All these tips that I'm sharing in the context of helping professional salespeople make more sales, again, it applies to everybody, everywhere. If you just mind the nuggets, meaning the principles, and figure out how to apply those principles in your life. So I want to roll into a quote from Henry Ford. He says, you can't build a reputation on what you are going to do. Ain't that right? I meet so many people that tell me all the stuff they're going to do. Very few of those people do I ever hear following through and actually doing it. But you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. I guess you can build a bad reputation. <laughs> you ain't going to build a good reputation. But when it comes to making deposits and building trust, and we're talking about making deposits in the emotional trust account of other people, when it comes to making deposits and building trust, Many amateur salespeople slip up in the area of making and keeping commitments. They don't understand the value. They're just trying to please the customer and do whatever they say. But but doing what whatever they say is not a bad thing. But saying you're going to do whatever they say they want you to do and then not following through, that, that's a terrible thing. But amateur salespeople tend to often overpromise and underdeliver. And it ain't just salespeople, remember. All people do this. Or I shouldn't say all people do it, but all types of people do it, meaning different professions. You ain't got to be a salesperson to over-deliver and under, 
or overpromise and underdeliver. There's people in every walks of life and every job that are doing that right there every day. When the boss asks you to do something and you don't do it, you just overpromised and underdelivered. When you tell somebody you'll call them back, somebody you on the phone with somebody and it's something interrupts you and you say, I got I got I got to hop off right now, but I'll give you a call back. And you don't give them a call back. You overpromised and underdelivered. You tell somebody you're going to meet them at a certain time and and you don't show up at that time. You overpromised and underdelivered. And all I'm doing right here is just helping you see how yes, this book is for professional salespeople and that's the context of it. But what I did was just help you unravel what overpromising and underdelivering means to anyone. That's why any of these episodes, every episode on my podcast applies to anybody. You just got to look for the principle. Don't worry about the context as much as you worry about the principle. But over overpromising and underdelivering, that's something every salesperson can control and influence. Yet many make withdrawals with the buyers that they shouldn't be making. Because they under overpromise and they underdeliver. So integrity is a major component of character. Some people, that's their only definition of character is integrity. But there's a lot of components. But integrity is made up of many subcomponents, and each one of those subcomponents is made up of many subcomponents. That's the way character works. Character is one thing made up of many, 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 many things. So salespeople with little or no integrity may or may not get the short-term sale. It depends on how far into the sale they, they are when their lack of integrity rises to the surface. And what other character flaws may have been revealed. So buyers have fired many salespeople in the past due to lack of integrity. And they'll fire many more in the future for that exact same reason. If you're a sales, if you're in a professional sales world, lack of integrity is a good way for you to uh, run yourself out of business. So if the salesperson's lack of integrity is revealed early in the relationship, they will likely lose the short-term sale. If it's later in the relationship, later in the process, they may get the short-term sale because the buyer simply doesn't want to start over with someone else or waste any more time on the purchase. They may go ahead and follow through. So they may they may get to short-term sale, even if a, a lack of integrity shows up. They may think they fooled the person. Uh, I don't think lack of integrity is fooling anybody. But a, a narcissistic type person would, would think they have everybody fooled. They don't. The only person they're fooling is themselves. However, the odds of... Of the buyer buying again from you, if you're a professional salesperson like that, the odds of the buyer being a repeat customer, referring business, or providing positive word of mouth after you've demonstrated a lack of integrity is extremely low. They may speak highly of the product if they like it, but they won't speak highly of of you if they don't like it meaning don't like who you are don't like you demonstrating the lack of integrity 
People don't mind speaking highly of a product they like, but they're not going to speak highly of a salesperson they don't like. It ain't going to happen. So integrity, simply put, is doing what you said you would do, how you said you would do it, when you said you would do it, because you said you would do it. That's, that's, that's my definition of a high degree of integrity right there. I'll say it one more time. Doing what you said you would do, how you said you would do it, when you said you would do it, because you said you would do it. People with a high degree of integrity, when they say something, they mean it. I can't tell you how many things I've done in my life I didn't want to do. And why did I do a bunch of those things? Because I didn't pause long enough to think about it before I committed to doing it. So when I commit to doing something, I got to do my best to follow through, even if I don't want to do it, because my integrity matters. Do I get it wrong, and have I got it wrong? Absolutely. I mean, there's times, there's probably still times, I literally forget something that I said I was going to do, and, and, and don't do it, and nobody ever says nothing. But but I know there's people that wouldn't say nothing, so I'm trying to keep track of myself. But if someone asked me to do something, and the habit I've tried to make is, if I ain't 100% sure, I don't say yes. I say, let me think about it. And uh, I get back with you. But then I got to get back with them. I can't say, let me think about it, and then just don't follow up. That's a lack of integrity, too. Samuel L. Parker had this to say about integrity. Why do you enter into any activity with anything but commitment to achieve your objective of that activity? Not a desire to achieve your objective, but a commitment. That, that's a pretty good good stuff right there I like that that's why I put it in the book but salespeople with high integrity make and keep commitments because they place an extremely high value on keeping their word they don't make commitments lightly that's what I was just talking about they make commitments based on intentional thought related to reality their schedule the difficulty of the task, etc. They don't simply say, yes, I can make it happen, just to satisfy the buyer. Amateur salespeople say that, and then don't make it happen. Sales pros say that, and then they make it happen, no matter what. They only say yes when they know without a doubt they can and will make it happen. Rock stars in the world of sales always have a high degree of integrity. I don't mean rock stars on a given team or in a given company. I mean the real rock stars at the top of the sales mountain in their in industry. You, you can't climb to the top of the sales mountain within your industry with base camp character. Base camp character is going to get you to where you think. Base camp. You got to have top of the mountain character to reach and remain at the top of the sales mountain. So a salesperson with base camp character will get some sales by accident, but they won't climb to the top of the leaderboard by accident. If you're in professional sales, you already know that. You ain't going to be at the top, even in your own company. 
you ain't going to be at the top by accident. But when I'm talking about the top within your industry, that's an entirely different league. Let's say there's a hundred locations or a thousand locations in, in your organization across the U.S. selling the same type products. Well, well, being number one in one of those locations ain't the same thing as being number one across all of those locations. I promise you, whoever's number one across all of them, they got a high degree of integrity because you you don't you don't get that that title by accident. But not keeping. Commitments guarantees you're making withdrawals. Talking about withdrawals into the emotional trust account between you and whoever you made a commitment to. However, not making commitments at all will also be a withdrawal. There's only one way to make deposits when it comes to commitments. Make them and keep them. Make them and keep them. Anything less it's going to result in a withdrawal into the emotional trust account. And why is that? Because anything less means you won't commit or you have been dishonest. A lot of people don't think, think about it like that, but when you, when you, if you make a commitment, don't keep it. You lied. You lied. If I make a commitment, don't keep it. I lied. It's that simple. Say, saying you will do something and not doing it is a lie. A lot of people, that don't even register. They don't even think because, at that level because they don't think, most people. They just do. They think about it when somebody else makes a commitment and don't keep it. They know they were lied to, but they don't think, when I make a commitment and don't keep it, I'm telling lies. It don't matter who it's to. It could be your spouse your significant other in your life. It could be your kids, your grandkids, coworkers, friends. In this case, potential buyers, customers. Saying you'll do something and not doing it is a lie. You can sugarcoat a lie until you can't see it. But at the core, you'll still find a lie. You can make a thousand excuses for why you lied. But you still lied. If you made a commitment, didn't keep it. This is what you need to do right here. Same thing I need to do. Make commitments, then keep them. Don't mean make every commitment, but you can't be the person that won't make any commitments. I know some of those folks. You can't get them to, to commit to nothing, which is it's better than them lying to you, but they still lose trust because they won't make any commitment. So as an example, when a salesperson schedules an appointment with me at 10 o'clock in the morning. I expect to be meeting with them at 10 o'clock in the morning. Not sometime after 10 o'clock in the morning. Because if they schedule an appointment with me, guess what time I'm going to be there? It won't be after 10 o'clock in the morning. It'll be at 10 or sometime before 10. But it won't be after 10. I've had a lot of appointments with all types of salespeople in all types of businesses in my life. I'm sure you have too. And for me, it's been more common for them to be late, which again is a lie, than, than for them to be on time, which is the truth. If they're on time, they told me the truth. If they're late, they told me a lie. It's easy to look out the window and see how other people do you, but you got to look in the mirror and see how do you do other people. 
relative to making and keeping commitments. If, if it's a first appointment when somebody makes an appointment with me and, and, and they're late, whether in person or by phone, I fire them immediately or soon after. They've already told me all I need to know about their character. If, if somebody makes an appointment and they have no show, I'm gone. If they make an appointment and they let me know they're going to be late, we, we can reschedule another appointment. They're still going to lose some trust, but we can reschedule another appointment. If they don't, they don't make that one, it don't matter if they call or not. I ain't got time to be changing my calendar day after day after day, waiting on somebody to, to, to finally have their calendar aligned with mine after they done told me it would two times and then it didn't. You see, my time is my most valuable asset. The, the seller may not value my time, but I do. I, I only want to invest my time with sellers who value my time like I do. Because that means they have integrity. It also means they value me as a person. Have I bought from sellers who didn't value my time? Absolutely. There have been sellers who, who got an accidental sale because I didn't want to spend time finding another seller. I simply wanted to buy and move on. I mean, literally move on. Like never come back again. Just give me my stuff and let me go. Or they got to sell because they had a product that was hard to find, well-priced, or, or close to my house. There, there's people get sales like that from me, even if I don't like the person and I don't trust the person. As long as I trust the product or I want the product, I'll deal with a little crap to, to con make it convenient for me. But relative to the salesperson, they accidentally got the short-term sale. They, they didn't earn it. They accidentally got it. But there wasn't a chance of them getting any more of my business. There wasn't a chance of them getting a referral from me. And there wasn't a chance of them getting positive word of mouth from me. Now, they wouldn't get negative word of mouth from me. But I am guarantee you there's a lot of people that deal with them that would give them negative word of mouth. They'd leave negative reviews on their uh, website or, or they'll spew some negative stuff about them on, on their social media account or they'll talk bad about them everywhere they go. I, I just ain't going to do that. I'm just going to move on. But they, they never knew I wasn't happy or had an issue. They knew I didn't never come back though. <laughs> I, I was, if they cared, they probably never even noticed, but I was making the deposits in that case to get good service while I was there. They also never knew I wouldn't be back, like I mentioned. They thought everything went great just because I'm a nice guy. Everybody ain't like that. Sometimes you go somewhere and you see somebody getting some bad service. My goodness, you know why they're getting bad service. Because they have terrible character themselves. So let me get to these last couple of things I always share with you. From, from the book, the end of each chapter, I've got that seller beware section. It's got three tips. Seller beware tip number one. A happy buyer may not really be happy with you. That's what I was just talking to you about. 
when I buy from people, they don't know if I ain't happy with them or their product because that's just who I am as a person. You ain't got to be that way. That's who I am. I'm always trying to build trust with anybody watching. Let's say I go out and I have a bad experience somewhere. Well, people are watching me have that bad experience. If I, But most people ain't going to know I even have a bad experience. But I've been out before and I see other people have a bad experience. That tells me all about their character. Sure, they had a bad experience, but how they dealt with a bad experience, that's all on them. So seller beware. Tip number two, making or breaking commitments reveals character. Making or breaking commitments reveals character. Your character, no matter who you are, whether you're a professional salesperson or whether you're not, Seller beware, tip number three. Missed commitments leads to missed sales. Whether you know it or not, it's happening. It could be that you miss the sale relative to that specific commitment. It could be that you get the sale relative to the commitment that, that you missed. But then these folks don't give you positive word-of-mouth advertisement. They may not give you negative but they could have been opportunities after the sale where they could have given you a positive, but they didn't. But if they would have given you a positive, you might have got the sale. But there's some of them, those people going to give you negative word-of-mouth advertisement. So somebody maybe who is going to give you a, a be a new client or a new customer because someone gave negative word-of-mouth advertisement about you and your lack of ability to keep commitments and the impact it had on them, you definitely may lose that sale. There's all kinds of ways missing commitments leads to missed sales. But it's all about influence. That's where we started this series. Talking about the, the uh, foundation of selling. It's influence. Everything I'm talking about in every single chapter is about, if you, if you get it right, it's how to increase your influence. If you get it wrong, it's how to decrease your influence. And these principles apply to anybody, anywhere, in any business, in any industry, in any job. Just that simple. Integrity sales. Hope you got some value out of this episode. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.